And when you are open to criticism and your partner tells you, oh, well, I don't really like when you did this, instead of getting defensive about it, which a lot of men will do, you know, well, okay, I guess we won't ever do that again. No, ask a question, you know, get curious about that. Don't take it in a way where now you're all offended. Take it in a way with looking at it like that was feedback. Okay, cool. I got a new piece of information to help us have a better sex life because that's essentially what it is. Welcome to What I Love About Sex, where some incredible guests and I, Steph Kanowski, will be bringing you the tools for improving your sex life with topics such as sex issues with your partner, sexual self-confidence, premature ejaculation, sexual shame, masturbation, sharing your fetishes, orgasmic pleasure, and more. Sex is still so taboo, and I personally believe that by improving our understanding and communication skills around sex, we can enhance our own self-pleasure as well as deepening our long-term romantic relationships. So listen in, try to stay open-minded, and let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode on the What I Love About Sex podcast. So I did the premature ejaculation masterclass on my five-step process of overcoming PE, and it went great. Um, I got a lot of great feedback from you guys. And just so you know, I will be selling this training in the future. So if you're interested in this training, all you got to do is reach out to me um, or follow my Instagram and you'll know where to find the training for sale. The next masterclass is going to be on how to get more blowjobs. <laughs> so that's the topic for this coming month of October. So if you want to sign up for the blowjob masterclass, um, how to get more blowjobs via your communication skills, especially, then you can check out that pre-sale link in the description. All right. So Let's get into today's topic, which is going to be about inviting feedback into your sex life. So what does it mean to invite feedback? It means be open. Be open to the potential of having a risky, risky conversation. And by risky, I mean you're accepting the possibility of some rejection, of some um, constructive feedback that maybe isn't making you feel really good about yourself. Uh, maybe some doubts your partner has, maybe some fears your partner has, maybe your partner doesn't want you to continue doing something a certain way. So when you actually invite feedback, you're putting yourself in a vulnerable place because you are inviting the possibility of, of rejection, of humiliation, of, um, criticism. And if you're not at a place where you're confident enough to accept that, then you won't ask for feedback. And at least not in a genuine way. It would sound more like something like, oh, well, you're enjoying our sex life, right? It's, it's, see, that's, that question is so general. It's, there's a, it's kind of like you're pushing your partner to say yes and agree with you. Um, You're only giving them the one perspective that you would agree with and making it easiest for them to agree with that one perspective. And that's not real feedback. You know, that's not real communication. And a lot of people think that is, you know, a lot of people think like, oh, you're, you're happy with our sex life, right? Yeah. Okay. 
And that's not communication at all. You know, that's generalized fluffy bullshit is what I call it. I like to use the term fluffy communication. And when I say that, it means there's no substance to the communication. You're not actually getting the answers you need. And therefore you're not building the confidence you're capable of. You only build confidence when you get answers that solidify or validate what you're trying to know or trying to learn. Um, So it's really important to not have fluffy communication and have effective, direct, vulnerable um, conversations and communication and those types of questions so that you actually get the answers you need in order to move forward and grow together. So the points I want to make is number one, when it comes to the importance of getting sex feedback is that overall it rids you of other problems in the relationship, like penis concerns, anxiety around your performance. Um, It rids you of doubts about your relationship with your partner. Um, It keeps you both on the same page. It allows you to have a deeper understanding of each other. And also by doing this, you practice communication skills. So what I mentioned on the PE masterclass was get you got to get in the reps you know you got to practice and the only way you practice things you want to the only way you get better at something is you practice it so if you want to get better at being a communicator then you have to communicate effectively and properly and not using fluffy communication by asking fluffy questions and you need to be more assertive and direct and open to actual criticism because that's how we get better you know, it's kind of, it's with anything we, we grow most from, we actually do grow most from pain, right? Like we grow most from our mistakes. If we get something right the first time, we don't really learn much from it. We don't learn as much from it. I should say, as if we were to mess up a bunch of times and then finally do it right. So you want to think about it like that. And you also, when I, when I say it read, it rids you of penis concerns, because I know I'll probably get some questions around this. When you when you're, if you're struggling with, with premature ejaculation, delayed ejaculation, you have trouble getting to an orgasm at all, you have erectile dysfunction, um, a lot of these problems that manifest as penis concerns such as these are rooted in an, in an anxiety that either comes from uncertainty, um, unworthiness, lack of understanding, lack of communication, and by getting better at, at communicating and asking the right questions to get yourself the right answers, as I said previously, it gets you out of this anxiety because now there is a certainty. Now you know that you can ask a certain question and become more certain because you have an answer. You ask a direct question, you get a direct answer, and therefore you are confident because you know how to find the right answers. You know, it just proves to yourself, hey, I can communicate the way, um, I can communicate in a way to get the answers I need to feel like everything's okay and feel like we are on the same page and we do understand each other. And we actually both do really enjoy our sex life. And, and when you are open to criticism and your partner tells you, oh, well, I don't really like when you did this, but you know yeah, that would like, wasn't my thing. Instead of getting defensive about it, which a lot of men will do, 
you know, well, okay, I guess we won't ever do that again. No, ask a question, you know, get curious about that. Because if you're checking in on her and she says, well, I really didn't like what you did tonight. I didn't like how you did that. Don't, don't take it in a way where oh, now you're all offended. Take it in a way with, of like looking at it like that was feedback. Okay, cool. I got a new piece of information to help us have a better sex life. Because that's essentially what it is. And I know it's going to be hard to think like that in the moment, obviously, because anyone would feel a little defensive at least by hearing criticism. It's just our natural tendency as humans to respond with some kind of defensive technique. Um, so for you to get that feedback get curious and ask a question. Okay, why didn't you enjoy that? What was it about that that you didn't enjoy? And then she'd say, well, I didn't like how fast you were going because that hurt. It wasn't at the right angle. Then you'll say, oh, was it not? Was it the speed altogether? Was it just not that angle? And then she'll say, I don't know. Maybe she says, I don't know. And then for you to get more direct, say, okay, well, do you ever like it fast when I do this position? Yeah, I do just not the one tonight. Okay. So maybe let's, should we stay away from that position altogether or should we just, um, practice on working the angle? Um, just stay away from it altogether. Okay. See how like you're, you're getting clearer because you're being curious because you're not afraid of being offended. You're just looking for answers to get, to understand your partner, to understand where the boundary is and to know moving forward, okay, this doesn't mean I have to stop quick, fast sex altogether. It means that she doesn't enjoy fast sex in that position because of the angle hurts her, right? So you, you were in control of getting that information and then you got that information and now you know what you can and can't do moving forward in order to improve your sex life together or continue the sex going. And a lot of partners fall out of the sex life together because they don't ask these questions and they don't get specific. And then someone stops enjoying something the other one's doing and they either, they don't tell them, the other person doesn't ask, there's no communication. And then it's just like, oh, you want to have sex? No. Oh, she always rejects me. She's always rejecting me. There's a reason why she's rejecting you and you need to understand why. All right. She also has the responsibility of letting you know in a direct way why she's not wanting sex. So that's on her too. It's on the two of you, right? When you're in a sexual relationship with someone, you're a team. It's not one person working harder than the other to figure it out. You're both putting 100% effort into understanding why you are where you're at and what you both want. And if you want things that are just so far from each other, how can you both agree to meet in the middle? And that's what a healthy relationship looks like and sounds like. And that's how having these conversations actually calms the body because it gives you confidence. It rids you of uncertainty so you don't feel that anxiety. And it just keeps you understanding your partner and understanding your boundaries and then feeling good introducing certain, feeling good initiating certain things that you don't have to worry about because you've talked to your partner and you know 100% your partner loves that. I have so many guys who reach out and they're like, you know what? I don't know if she really likes this, but it seems, I don't know. Let me think of an example. I had, um, okay. So yesterday I put out a Q and a on Instagram and one guy asked me, is it okay? Is it bad that we always use her clit vibrator every time we have sex? I don't care, but I'm wondering if it's bad. And I thought that was a really interesting question because I'm like, okay, I wonder who's like who's initiating it. 
um, like what the importance of using it is. Like, does she absolutely need it? And that's the only way she can orgasm. And that's why she prefers it. Is it just, is it just routine of bringing it in? And like, they're both not even sure why they're actually still using it. Does she really enjoy it? When was the last time she said she really loved it and enjoyed it? Probably not probably not recently if he's asking this question, is it bad that we always use it? You know, because if she was like, oh my God, I love this so much and blah, 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 like going off about like explaining why she uses it and how much she loves it, he probably wouldn't be asking the question. He may still have asked the question, but most likely not. So that, when you guys ask me questions like these on Instagram, it just shows that you're not talking to your partner enough about this stuff and asking your partner specific questions. You're asking me instead but you need to ask your partner, you know, any question about your partner that you come to me with first think to yourself, okay, how can I word this to my partner and ask, go straight to the source and ask my partner this, because that's the only way you really get totally comfortable sexually with your partner and also with yourself. All right. The second part of this Um, of the importance of inviting feedback is knowing when to do it and when the best time to do it is. And I would say, and research also says that the best time to do it is at the afterglow phase of sex. So this is the, this is the time right after sex. This is when you're cuddling together, when you're hanging out, you're, maybe you're cleaning up together first, maybe you go and shower together and you just make it simple. You know, it doesn't have to be some dramatic talk about your sex life every time, but just to lightly, just to lightly maybe give a compliment and then say, you know, next time, do you think we could try this? And is there something you would want me to do differently? Those are, those are great beginnings, you know, a compliment. Oh man, I loved when you did that. That was so sexy or that was so, that felt so good. Or, and then you go into, hey, what do you think we try this and take it up a level? How would you feel about that? You know, that's talking about the next time. So you're already putting the next time in motion. You're kind of planting the seed of the excitement of something new and, and asking her, like, what do you think you would want to try? Like, what would, what would be something, would you like that? Would you enjoy that? So that she can actually get excited. And you could both be excited because it's something you're both looking forward to. And then maybe, like I said, if something around the criticism, is there anything you'd like me to do differently for you? And that quick, those quick three, three questions or a compliment and two questions go such a long way. And so many people are just like, oh, I'm just too tired after. You're too tired to ask two questions and connect with your partner. Then you shouldn't be having sex. You, if you're trying to have a healthy long-term relationship, you should not be having sex if you can't talk about it more than you have it. And I know that sounds a little harsh, but it's the truth. It's the honest truth. And sex is so much better when you can talk about it with your partner. That makes it so much better in the moment because you know exactly what you're doing. You're not like hiding behind certain, certain positions or like stuck in your head or wondering if she's even enjoying herself. Like, you don't have any of that anxiety build up, especially as men who always feel like you're performing. You want to be as clear as possible as to how she's feeling about certain things. And the only way you get that clarity is by talking and asking, asking her, 
not assuming she feels a certain way. Like, oh, you really like that, huh? I could tell you were moaning really hard. No, ask her. Don't assume. (laughs) You know, don't assume and go there. Ask her like, oh, did that moaning mean, mean that felt really good for you? Like, what did you think about when I was doing that? What did you think of that? Open yourself up to potential criticism. Don't word things in the assuming that it was amazing just because you want that answer to be, you want the validation to be, yes, 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 you're amazing. No, we want to open up the potential for criticism. And it may sound, you may be like, stop, isn't that like self-sabotage? What do you mean? Like open up for criticism. No, you're not saying, oh, was that horrible? Yeah, right? Like (laughs) that's not what we're doing either. Okay, you're just opening up a neutral question, but direct. You know, what did you think about when I did A to you? That's not positive or negative. You're just putting it, you're just giving her the question to see what the actual truth is. And you're showing that you're calm and cool and collected and you could take whatever answer is truthful. And hopefully it is truthful. So definitely pay attention to your afterglow phase. Notice how often you're just ending the sex and just not even communicating at all emotionally or connecting emotionally at all. And then notice when you do emotionally connect a bit afterwards and when you do hang out for a little bit because chances are the more you value the afterglow phase of getting the getting the feedback from your partner inviting the feedback from your partner and then you do something to emotionally connect whether it's cuddling or watching a movie together or just lightly stroking each other or just sharing a story about your day or talking about your day taking a shower together cooking together um the more you do that I forget how I started the sentence, (laughs) but the more you do that, the more you will find that you have more sex over time because you're actually talking about it and you're actually understanding your partner and what's going on in her head about it. And you're able to express your own needs. And when you're able to express yourself a lot more, you just feel better overall and you feel, you feel calmer and you feel more of a sense of confidence on how, how to bring sex back up again for the next time. Um, And then the last point is just remembering that this is how you get better and this is how you make sex more enjoyable for the two of you. You talk about it and you ask questions and you invite feedback. Ask questions and invite feedback. And you can keep it lighthearted. As I said, you don't have to be like, we really need to talk about our sex life. That is such a daunting statement. You know, especially if your sex life is not in the ideal place and you know that you're both feeling a little off about it or not feeling great about it. You know, the last thing a partner probably wants to hear is we need to talk about our sex life. Like that sounds so stressful, you know? So how, ask yourself, how can I make this light? I do want more information because we're not having sex as much, but how can I make, how can I bring up one question that's direct and simple and I'm not assuming, I'm really just curious about what she thinks about this one thing and how can I just ask that question tonight and just, and just expect that answer. Like you're just looking for one answer, for one piece of evidence, one more no- piece of knowledge around where your partner's head is at and how she feels pertaining to your, something within your sex life. Once you have all these little pieces of knowledge, like I said, you build your confidence as a partner and you build your confidence as, as a sex partner too, like emotionally and sexually. You build confidence as a partner. 
So make it light and simple. It could be a five-minute conversation. It could be a two-minute conversation and still be extremely effective. So remember that. So this is, the, this is part of the stuff we'll be talking about in the BJ Masterclass around how to get more BJs from your woman. Should I say how to get more blowjobs from your woman? I've been using so many <laughs> like letter terms. Um, but yeah, so it's, it has a lot to do with feedback. A lot to do with feedback, but also a lot to do with, with, um, with communication skills. And it's going to be fun. It's going to be a really interesting one. So definitely get on the wait list, the pre-sale list. Um, you can purchase it. JK, there's no list. You can buy it for pre-sale right now. <laughs> if you go to the description, the link in the description of this episode. So if you want to register for the, the blowjob masterclass, how to get more blowjobs, you can go do that now. All right, guys, I hope this was helpful. Have an amazing morning, evening, or night wherever you are in the world, and I'll talk to you soon. I hope this episode helped you. If it did, I would love for you to leave me an iTunes review. It would mean the world to me. You can also screenshot your favorite episodes and tag me on Instagram at Steph Ganowski. And before I go, remember, your sex life is as good as you make it out to be. Until next time.